Hello, and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary. And I'm here with my co-host. Yeah, yeah, that's me. I thought you were kind of leading up to me, but I, I'm just, <laughs> now I'm dad and honored to be on today with my oldest son. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of community. Right. But first, yes. a word from our sponsors. Our sponsor today is Home Scent Candles. The, uh, looks like the Apple, um... It's actually called the apple cinnamon candle, and it's providing right now an aroma in this room that is uh, sweet and savory. And by the way, I've had the privilege for the last few weeks, folks, this is really good, okay, a nugget. My son has started uh, allowing me to teach the his two boys, uh, uh, Finn and Soren, what we call wisdom time, which 90% of that's going to be scripture because we know that's the depth of all truth and wisdom, but we will use different... Uh, just life skills things. Yeah. yeah. And so um, last uh, week I talked about being the aroma for Christ. And uh, so even as we smell this uh, good cinnamon and apple um, candle, we want to be the aroma of Christ. And uh, someday when uh, Finn and Soren listen to this and possibly their children and their children's children, may they be reminded to be the aroma of Christ as well as this is a really good sponsor for our candle uh Scenario here. What kind of candle is it? It's the uh, home scent, which is home probably means it's, it's a little Target. cheaper than yeah, Yankee, Yankee candles, a little bit more expensive. Probably Yankee candle could be better. Who knows? I really don't. I'm not the candle guru. I just know the smells good. So, talk to me a little bit about the thoughts you have about why community is important. Um, you know, this is really crazy. Uh, we were talking about what we wanted to connect about today, and uh, PJ and I had a conversation, and this was just sitting on my heart, community, and the importance of um, investing in your community, serving your community, and uh, if you'll love that community well and, and, and strive to find ways to lead in the community and um, look out for others in the community, how God blesses that. And I was just thinking through that all. And one of the things that came to my mind is just yesterday, um, I just got back, and we're, we're going to probably do a little podcast on missions, because I just got back from Panama doing a basketball clinic in the country. And I was with a coach who has lived in the same community his whole life. And uh, in the midst of our time in Panama, he was getting texts from a friend who was looking to hire, and he was going to hire... Uh, one of this guy's uh, former players, and they all know each other. They're all interconnected through community. Yeah, through right, community, right, right. and they knew the integrity, the character, because they were all involved in this community. And reality is, we already kind of one time I believe talked about networking here. The fact is that if you will involve yourself in your community, serve your community well, the opportunities to 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 increase the ministry area of that are uh, endless. I also was with the pastor on this trip, Peach, and um, what he started to do was coach JV basketball, and that's how they've met, what, not just people like players. They met families. Right, right, right. right? Like the importance of community. So when I say that, how does your mind uh, well, there's, there's two things. 
Uh, one is, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to talk about this. I think it's, um, what I'd say, reinforcing cycles. And a good way to measure uh, if you're in a healthy community or not, um, I think the first one is just having some, uh, is having vision. Having vision for uh, the past, the present, and the future. See how people have behaved in the past. Yeah, that's good. Having a vision for what they're doing in the, in the present, right? Because we're not, we're not fully defined by our past. Our past is important, right? If, <laughs> if you've made mistakes, yeah. If you've it's made a mistakes. It's school not much different than the Old Testament. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, then, and then for the future. And, and the question is, what kind of person do you want to become what kind of person does the people you hang around with want to become? And what kind of people are they now? And so know that, and I used to think like, oh, I can make a difference. You know, the five people you hang around with the most are the people that you're going to end up, or is what you're most going to be like. It really, like, I mean, they, they talk about, uh, I've seen that in numerous places and I, I, I feel it. The people, I, I just you have different conversations. And this mm -hmm. is what I talk about with like reinforcing um, cycles. So if, uh, if someone puts out, uh, and I'm gonna use kind of abstract terms here, uh, we'll say just energy, right? Like there's, yep. different, there's different kinds of actions. Let's say complaining, I wanna use something concrete here. Yep. Let's say you're talking to someone and they complain a lot and that's something they do. Um, and I think there's a reason scripture talks about this, right? Eventually, like if you're giving gratitude and they're giving complaining, that's going to cause friction. Generally speaking, one or t one or the other is going to give way. And most community is not made of two people. It's going to be what the group is doing. Eventually, someone's going to be like, "You complain a lot, right?" right? If you no have question. there's a there's a whole different there's a whole like several dynamics that go into that. So, but if you have people that when you encourage, then they encourage and you encourage and they encourage, uh, this goes back to, we've talked many times in here about how important habits are. Mm -hmm. The little things, every time when you, when you get together, do you walk away from that person encouraged, right? So we were talking about encouraging and complaining. It's the same thing. It's like, um, are you with people who use money wisely? Because if you're with people who are like, I, you know what, I'm just going to spend a little more than I have. When they go out to eat, most likely you're going to spend money to match them, right? They're like, uh, well, if you want to hang out with us, we're going to this more expensive place or we're not going to eat at home. We go here and we spend more money. And so uh, if you want to be, if you look at the finances of the people you're with, not in terms of how much they make, but how they spend their money and how their view of finances is. Right. If you're around people who spend money a lot, eating, eating's a big one. This is, I think, one of the biggest things that is happening in America with, uh, with weight stuff is at, at this point, like you are, and it's gotten, it's changing because people see it, but what do people bring for office parties? What do people bring, uh, for like a, a church potlucks. Well, I know what they brought 25 years ago and <laughs> it's, it's totally different now. It has to be different. It's getting now, different, yeah. Well, all of these habits you just said, yes. they're all attractive. P positive people are attractive. People that are wise with, not just their money, wise in life. They're, uh, it goes the other way too. Well, we don't want to talk about that. That's right. not part of this. We, we want to have a positive community. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, know the, this. This is important. Like if you're around people who complain, 
you'll eventually, if you're around four other people, this is why I say the four or five other people around, and you, four of those people are complaining, you're going to have to, every time you sit down with those people, you're going to have to be like, I'm not complaining, I'm not complaining. One and you're putting things. in so much energy, or you become the complainer too. Right, it's just one of two things. You're either going to have to disassociate, yeah. uh, or make a, three things you could do, I guess. You could take a stand and say, this is not what we want to do. Yes. And hopefully you, you can lead enough. But the truth is, if not, you're going to have to either, and I just talked to Drew about this. I actually yeah, yeah. spent some time with him in, today and said, hey, here's what you're either going to, you could do all you can, but there's a point you might have to disassociate. Yes. And that's where you have to see if people are willing to listen and to change, right? And um, Including yourself. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Point, right, like some make... people might outgrow you. Um, I think uh, as we look at this, the, the important thing to recognize here is not, um, when I talk like this, I can tell sometimes people are like, oh, you're so picky. You are, you know, you don't want to help people. Everyone needs help. And that's part of like the other point I would want to make. Everyone needs help. So you're never going to have the perfect community. So that I want to say that. But the other thing is, uh, I want to use books as an example. One, because I love books, but also because it's less emotional. Every time you read a book, I think you're saying no to like 10,000 or 100,000 other books. I think it's 100,000 other books. Some of them are like technical manuals, but you're probably saying no to 10,000 other good books. So the books you choose, you automatically censor other things. You can only make so many close relationships. It's not a question of, hey, I don't like this person or this person isn't worth my time. The point is, is that you, we, uh, and, and this came up yesterday in, uh, or Sunday with a sermon. It's not about cutting people off. It's about what you're building. And you can only build with so many people, right? Let's, so let's talk about it like a business. If you partner in a business, you're not going to partner with 20 people. That doesn't, like to start off with, you start with like, who are the founders? That's going to be, what, two to four people. And if you have two to four people, you have to choose the right people to, to do that business. The thing is, we know this about like a, starting a business. How much more important is your life? Who are the two to four people that you are building a life with? And so I think that like that idea of like reinforcing cycles that, and the, the one thing I would add to this is if you're adding something to somebody, it's not that you have to expect it in, back in kind. So it's like, if I'm an encourager, because that's my gifting, like in many ways, I think that's you, dad, right? You're just, you're an incredible encourager. Maybe that person doesn't encourage me as much as I encourage them but maybe they are gifted administration. Right. And so when you, you can tell when you have synergy with people and you are building something and, and you're, you're growing a team of the communities. Hey, yes. So let me jump in here if I can. Please. Absolutely. This is really good. So I am looking at the book of Philippi. I'm sorry, Philippians from the city of Philippi. I just said the book of Philippi and he smiled. You all didn't see it <laughs> rightfully. So, Got a little Philippians nervous, okay? So the book of Philippians, and this discussion has gone on from, in my mind the last 10 to 15 years. Um, it's a book of joy, and it is. And the, because what it is is there's this incredible hope, confidence in who God is so I can be at ease and at peace in where I'm headed because God is sovereign. So there's joy there, but it is a mindset that leads you to that. And so I believe the book of 
Philippians is about how you cultivate your mind. So you look at the book, um, and it says in chapter one, verse six, being confident that he which hath begun a work in you. I, so he, this is what Paul's saying. I believe God's begun a good work in you. He will complete it. That's who I'm, I know my God is. I know that we're not to look on our own things, but also on the things of others. That's a mindset. How, how is that mindset presented? In chapter two, verse five, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. One of the most famous ones is Philippians 4, 8, find them my brethren. If it's true, just, and you know, I'm, I'm using King James here because that's how I learned it. Yeah. Whatsoever things are true, just, pure, lovely, good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Mm-hmm. But there, there, I, I actually went through the book uh, when I was in Panama, I was, went through over and over and over. Only let your manner of life be as it becomes. That's a mindset. May my, may my life, I'm making choices in my mind that I'm going to let the Holy Spirit reign. He goes over. Who, what will God do? I'm at whatever state I am, I'm there with the content. My God shall supply all my need. But let me go back. I gave you all these things from mindset, and these are all powerful truths. But this began when Philip, I'm sorry, when Paul was um, praying and God gave him a vision to go to Macedonia. So he goes to Macedonia and, you know, I don't want to go kitty Sunday school here because I think it, it almost derails the story, but he's out preaching and Lydia comes to Christ. Then there's this upheaval in Philippi. And the next thing you know, Paul is in jail, but because of his heart, his teaching, his love, he has built a community there. Later on in, Philipp, in Philippians chapter four, they gave him a gift. This came back in recompense because he led well, he lived well, he served well. There's a community. And he wrote this book in prison. Yeah. I, if you don't mind, uh, no. so I think you know this, but I know you were in Panama this last week, mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, Pastor Richard preached on um, Philippians 2. Right. And one of the things that came out from that is uh, he was talking about holiness. And um, one, that's a... I firmly believe that holiness is a very much a communal thing, right? That's something you do as a community. Right. And as he was sitting there talking about having a plan to be holy, uh, my mind works slightly differently, but we were making, you know, we're making very similar points. It's very common, especially from the background that we came from, to think about holiness as this negative thing. Um, and it's true. Like, just as I was talking about, when you read a book, you're separating yourself unintentionally, you know, from a bunch of other books. But it would be foolish to define what you've, like, you're reading by what you're not reading. What matters is what you're reading. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to define holiness as what we're separated from. But really, holiness is about what we're separated to. to. It's a positive thing. The idea is, and so who is most holy? Jesus. Is Jesus defined by what he didn't do? In some ways, he didn't sin, but more importantly, Jesus is defined by what he did. And where did he go? Who did he spend time with? (laughs) The the sinners. In the community. Yes. Yeah. He created his own community, often of people that we wouldn't pick. And I think that's an important thing here too. Humble, broken, teachable, needy, fearful, anxious people. Not the proud, the arrogant, the right, 
people who wanted to grow. And I think that's more, you know, we, man, they talk about this in business and I feel this pressure. I just talked to Becky Sue about this because we're looking for someone to be a developer. It's so tempting to go and look for people by skills so we don't have to train them. But we've seen over and over again, if it's way more important to get someone who fits the, the culture and like who has character, really. Like, like, and, and hopefully we have that in Candy Goat. Like, if you go out and like you have somebody who, oh man, in the first two weeks they came in and they just did the job they're supposed to. But then every six months you have a discipline issue or not, like, you know, we don't, we have subcontractors. So then it's not a discipline issue. If you have a, you have like a personal drama moment because they can't handle their emotions and they get their, you know, or they're a complainer or they're gossiping or they're, uh, they're, they have an anger problem. They're never, they're never where they're supposed to be on time and you're dealing, it's a culture. And so, you know, all the coaches that will potentially listen to this because I've got some connection with them they would have stopped you right there and said, you're so right. It'd be better not to have, the, they said, it'd be better to ha- not have an assistant coach than to have the wrong one. It'd yeah. be better not to have a developer yeah. than to have the wrong one. And so, but you're never going to have a, a perfect person too. No, and that's what no, we're always the, balancing. There's a difference between somebody having some challenges between people that are anti-culture. I'm going to go classic Pete Weary here and say, here we go. <laughs> The greatest ability is teachability. Yes, that's, that is a keep Pete weary. I actually used it in Panama. So let's close up with this. Yeah. Community provides opportunities for everyone to grow. And we need to do all we can to invest in our community, not financially, although there's nothing wrong with that too, building relationships that way. But, when you pour into a community, it will pour back to you. That's not the reason to do it. It's just a reality. And we want to encourage you today, wherever you are, what community you live in, don't stay in your holy hut or don't <laughs> hide in your hideous Hades because you're fearful you're not perfect enough. Go serve somebody. Go serve somebody in your community. Make a difference. And uh, I'll finish with this. Just talking to some, uh, uh, this pastor, and, uh, and he said this. I've been telling men in my church and women that are older, this is not a time for you to stop. This is a time for you to pour into young couples, uh, young people, mentor. I've been sharing that, and I pray until the day I die I can invest in others. You want something to mention there? Are you good with no, that? No, I was just thinking about how we talked about uh, as you retire, you know, talking about change in our lives. Like, keep doing stuff. Keep investing. I'm not retiring. I'm going to work, work, work. Oh, that's all I know. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Weary Dads. It's an honor to be on this with my son, PJ. And uh, I love you, PJ. Thank you for this. Love you. Love you.